0: This is the Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 293. The Colored Pencil Podcast is brought to you by UART Premium Sanded Paper. UART is the only sanded paper on the market today to offer seven different grades to choose from. Their papers are designed to provide colored pencil, pastel, and charcoal artists a consistent and reliable surface. And so UART comes in beige and dark. Stick around towards the middle of the show. I'll talk to you about how you can get 20% off of your order of UART today. Give UART Premium Sanded Paper a try and experience the UART difference. And we thank them for their support of the Color Pencil Podcast. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a colored pencil podcast. Weekly discussions in and around this medium that we love so much. Hey there, welcome back to the show. My name is John Middick of sharpenedartist.com. This is the Sharpened Artist colored pencil podcast. I appreciate you being here week to week. Today I'm excited to talk with Carol Top. She is a CPA. And so before you just stop listening and think that this is going to be the most boring thing ever about taxes and, uh, and how to qualify your business, uh, hang on because I think we've got something for you. So one of the uh, overarching questions that often a new artist will have or someone who's starting to take commissions or starting to sell their work or in galleries or whatever is, what am I? Am I actually a business or am I just doing this as a hobby? I feel like I really haven't made enough money yet to qualify as a business. So Carol's here to talk to us about that. These are tough questions for me. So I'm glad Carol's here. <laughs> so, Carol, welcome to the show. Thank you for being on. Hey, here. John.
1: Nice to see you virtually. Yeah. We know each other in real life. Yeah, too. exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: Carol is local here. So we, we do know each other in real life. We've uh, we've seen each other in the flesh. It's so it's yeah. so odd for a podcast because usually that's not the case. I usually know someone first. Uh, over the internet. All right. I think it was so, about a
1: year and a half ago. I took your color pencil course at Plaza Art. Remember when we used to do classes like in person? About that was and in, and back ago, in the you old days. Got me hooked. Yeah, you got me hooked.
0: <laughs> Surprised you can remember back that far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so fun, though. <laughs> it was a different time, different place. right? It
1: was. It was. It
0: was great. Oh, I, I miss that stuff. I, I actually I do, too. do. I really miss it. We're still in the midst of the pandemic, so we're recording this early 2021. Um, But, you know, a lot of things have changed, right? But some things remain the same, and we're getting close to tax season. All right, Carol, so what should I know? I'm brand new. I'm starting to make a little money. You know, I'm starting out in art. I'm starting to take maybe commissions or something. What's What's the biggest thing I need to know?
1: Oh, a couple of things. We're okay. going to talk about, um, you know, starting a business. Am I in business? Am I just a hobby? Uh, I, I do a workshop. I mostly do workshops for writers, but artists are very much like writers. And I title oh, yeah. this workshop, you're in business before you make money. Yeah. Let's talk about what make money means. Now, mm-hmm. some people say I didn't make any money, meaning I didn't make a profit. Because every commission I got, I bought a, more pencils or paper or yeah. signed up for one of John's classes. So in their mind, they didn't make a profit. <laughs>
0: That'll break the bank.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but the IRS would say, if you got money, took money in, had income, you're in business. The IRS wants to hear about it. Mm. Okay, we can talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so this whole idea of, I didn't make enough money to pay my taxes. I even read that on a blog post for artists yesterday about, really? um, you know, you, you didn't make enough money to put on your tax return. Well, people will ask me, well, Carol, how much money do I need to make before I have to put on my tax return? And here's what I tell them. One,
0: $1, $1,
1: you, right. The Irish wants to know we have an income tax, John. Income. Yeah. They want to know about your income. Yeah. Yeah. Now you in your mind may know I didn't make any profit because I spent all the income.
0: Well, I think a lot of the people IRS, will be surprised by that.
1: Well, the IRS says, show me the money. Put it on the tax return that you made that money. Then show me what expenses you had. And if the profit's zero, you don't pay taxes. But they want to see it. That's, that's the law. We have an income tax. We pay, it, they want all income reported. The IRS even goes so far as to say this. All income is taxable unless it is specifically excluded by the law.
0: Ah, okay. Right. That's
1: what we CPA study all the time. Okay. What are the exclusions? So basically you got to start from the belief or the understanding that all income is taxable unless specifically excluded. So hobby income, this is the worst hobby income, fully taxable.
0: Mm, Okay. Okay. So yeah, I think a lot of artists are going to be shocked to hear that, you know? Um, Okay. If now I'm equipped with this understanding, this knowledge that I got, I got to start, you know, reporting this as soon as I make that first buck. What what's the most important thing then that I need to do or to think about? And well, let me give you a sorry for the two part, but here's it's the okay. other side of that. I guess what if I have five hobbies and I never intend on them becoming a business? Do I still need to report that that uh, income, even though yes. I'm I'm buying and selling something? But I never I never think of it even as a business. Yes. Still qualifies, yes. right? Yeah.
1: Okay, that's what the IRS says. I'm a CPA. I have okay. to tell you what the IRS says. Do I know okay. what happens in real life? Oh yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> but I gotta tell you what the law says. Yeah, I mean,
0: because <laughs> I I mean. might be considered an eBay seller, you know, mm-hmm. because I got tired of my T-shirt and I sold it. Right.
1: <laughs> well, and. Yeah, that, that gets tricky. And so yeah. are you just a personal, you know, individual selling it? Um, we could talk about the difference between hobby income and business, but okay. if, if, um, you really are making income, even though you call yourself a hobbyist, if, if you have, if you're getting paid, if you're making income, um, you, you probably should call yourself a, a business. Okay. And here's why the, um, <clears throat> The IRS, like I said, wants you to report all hobby income. If you want mm-hmm. to know where it's on the 1040 Schedule One line, no, they switched the line numbers on me. I think it's line 21, Other Income. You're supposed to put it there. If you got paid $100 for commission, you're supposed to put it there and pay tax on it. Okay. The IRS would love for you to be considered a hobby because hobby expenses are not tax deductible.
0: Hmm. Hmm.
1: That's the killer. So although you went out and bought pencils or paper or special stuff or even Mm -hmm. the frame you could deduct, cost of goods sold, you could deduct. But, you know, the tools of the the trade, you can't deduct those for a hobby. The the IRS is not in the business of giving us a tax break for our hobbies. They will let you take a tax deduction if you are a business that's reported differently on the tax form. It's called Schedule C, business income or loss. You list your business income. You list all the expenses, and you only pay taxes on the profit. Now, a lot of people think I don't want to be in business. I just want to be the hobby. Fine, be a hobby, love it, enjoy it. Right. Just report when you get any income from that hobby, and no, you can't you, make any deductions.
0: Yeah. Now, where do you think that that, that thought, the, the whole thought process behind that, comes from? Because I've got I've got uh, an idea in my head where that comes from. Okay. When people say, uh, "Oh, I don't I don't want to be a business. I just want to be a hobby," and and I think th- this is this is just conjecture, obviously. But I think what's going on really is I think people are wanting an out because in their mind it's like, oh my goodness, I got to file a schedule C, I got to do all this stuff, yeah. I got to I got I've got to go into QuickBooks and log all this stuff and just keep track of everything, right. which it's a hassle. It's not fun. It's not fun. I'll be the first to tell you. Um, and it takes an inordinate amount of time doing all that and qualifying all this stuff
1: i understand that no i think they're right in order to to be a business the first thing you said what's the first thing and i and i in my mind you know i'm the cpa i'm saying record keeping keep good records Mm -hmm. you know
0: (laughs) well and it's not as hard if you start a you know if you have a system it's not as hard once you have a process of doing that right
1: Right. Like if you get in the habit of keeping good records or spreadsheet or uh, not many like artists daily want to do this or word, weekly or something. Books or something, even yeah. monthly, I have a spreadsheet I give to my um, creatives. Usually they were authors, my clients who were authors, and, you know, they would just put down on this nice spreadsheet how many books they sold, what royalties they got, and then what their expenses were. What the expenses we could were. do the same. You know, just a nice spreadsheet. So a
0: simple um, P and L would be sufficient to start out with, perhaps. Whoa,
1: you're using some accounting words <laughs> there. That, you know. That's the only. P&L. Don't ask me
0: anything else. That's a, I know. Ten forty, <laughs> schedule C, and P and L. P
1: and L. Tuesday stands for profit or That's loss. That's what my profit accountant asked for. Is a, is That's a P and L. The bottom so. line. And a P and L is all the sources of income at the top. So for you, it could be I taught classes, I sold art, I. Worked on commission, all the sources of income, yeah. and then down below it, all the expenses that you had materials, mm-hmm. your website, your equipment, microphones for you. Right. Okay. Now, I the mean, profit or loss is what you pay tax on. That's the bottom line.
0: Okay. Right. But it feels most of like most don't give that to me. <laughs> oh, OK. OK. But it feels like to me, though, that that's not <laughs> a difficult thing to do in an Excel file. I mean, to right, me, exactly. just doing that in Excel. I mean, that's a good place to start, right? Just, just keep track of it in a simple spreadsheet. Um, that's better than nothing at all in the beginning. Right.
1: I've had clients just even give me a, a list, of they kept in a spiral bound notebook. She was an artist. She went to craft shows and she kept track in a notebook of here, the craft shows here where I sold Carol. Here's the times I went to the craft store and bought my supplies.
0: Wow, do you hear do that, guys? Okay, that. Carol, you taking clients? I mean, shoe No, I'm not taking I'm clients. Just <laughs> She'll take anything. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was totally but, kidding. That's really <laughs> kind of you, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, okay. That makes sense. I do
1: charge a bookkeeping fee if they have not added things up. So I'll <laughs> tell you, you that. you should. So on top of the tax return, there is a bookkeeping fee. If you don't As have bookkeeping you you
0: can pay That's me, a, but
1: I will charge
0: you. That you sounds don't like a pay nightmare. My fee. <laughs> <laughs> tell me. Okay. <laughs> so, very, very anyway, good.
1: Anyway, I understand the sentiment about I just want this to be a hobby. So the IRS has some. Criteria of what is a hobby versus what is a business and we can we can briefly go through those because no one enjoys hearing from the IRS, But it helps you get your mind. It helps you understand how the IRS thinks Yeah, and therefore how you run your business or your hobby and just so you know what we're up against and then we can talk about well When I want to no longer be uh, um, A hobby because I'm really spending some money here and I want Mm -hmm. tax deduction. What Mm -hmm. does it look like? When do I become a business when have I crossed the line?
0: Okay? I love it all so, right yeah let's do you it want to
1: do that okay yep. so the the IRS the IRS especially for creatives like us authors and writers and stuff like they have a real hard time discerning between when you a hobby and when you're a business okay it really gets down to motivation is your motivation pleasure recreation joy or is it to make money that's how the IRS looks at things. We, we mix the two. We can have both pleasure and make money.
0: How <laughs> okay, do they know our motivation, ours.
1: though? They have nine factors. Okay. They have nine factors that they have come up with to try okay. to determine motivation. And these are when the IRS actually comes and audits you, you know, because you're trying to claim it's a business and they say it's a hobby. Okay. The IRS wants you to be a hobby. Why? Because all your income is taxable and you don't get any deductions. You want to look like a business because then you could deduct all your expenses. That's the bottom line. So if you're not ready to call yourself a business, fine. But don't look to the IRS or the US taxpayers to let you take any deductions or any expenses. Make sense?
0: Yeah, enough, yeah. That that makes call yourself
1: a, hobby. Yeah. a hobby. I'm a hobby. I'm a hobby artist. I got a real job. <laughs> CPA. That yeah, one's yeah. a business. But as a hobby artist, um, I, I've not gotten I've not gotten paid one time. A friend asked me to do a watercolor, and she gave me a gift card. I did not set a price. She gave me a gift card. That was a gift. I did not record that as taxable income. But let's go. Let's go. Let's go talk what the, how the artist looks at us as hobby artists. Um, they're going to look at whether you carry on the activity your your art okay as, in a business like manner. If you can pull out the 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 notes, the Excel spreadsheet, I kept business records. And yeah. you said, huh? Oh, you look more like a business. And what, again, do you want to be for tax purposes? You want to be a business mm-hmm. for tax purposes. Right. Okay. Um, your personal motives. We already talked about that. Uh-huh. That's hard for them to discern. But, you right. know, did you profit or pleasure? Um, time and effort you put in to make it profitable. So, obviously, you know, John, you retired Or or were laid off, actually. But, you know, Mm -hmm. you left your day job. You started pursuing what was your hobby, your love, your passion as a business. And you start putting in significant time and effort. That makes you look more like a business. Carol here, I'm lucky if I get, you know, four hours a week to do my art. No, I'm not putting in the time or effort. I look more like a hobby
0: because Ah. I am. Gotcha.
1: How much you depend on the income from your activity Um, for your livelihood, if you're really like John, you're, you're more dependent upon your income, definitely in business because you depend on the income, the time and effort you put in, you operate in a business like manner, all those, um, they got some other stuff here, a little less important. I'd say those are the biggies, you know, your motivation, business like manner, time and effort. They got other stuff here about, are you, do you, your advisors, meaning you went and got advisors, have the knowledge to make this successful. John, you told me earlier, you have an accountant. More points for you to look like a business, less to look like a hobby. And again, okay. you want to look like a business if you are spending a lot of money and want the tax deductions. If you don't care about the tax deductions, fine. Call yourself a hobbyist. Report the income you make. But you're fine not getting a tax deduction for the expenses. Um, success in making a profit in future or prior years—that's a that's a big indicator that you know you can run this as a profitable business you know here's what the IRS does not want they don't want you to say i made 50 bucks from commissions this year but i spent 250 dollars on pencils and i want i want the deduction they don't allow that for hobbyists okay they don't allow you to take a loss if you will if you are truly in business and we know 2020 was a bad year for a lot of businesses if they made small amounts of income but still had lots of expenses You can take a loss, you can claim that loss, and it offsets any other income the family has.
0: The Colored Pencil Podcast is brought to you by UART Premium Sanded Paper. And I'm going to make it very easy for you to try them today because all you got to do is go over to the show notes, sharpenedartist.com slash podcast. There is a code in there that if used at checkout at dakotapastels.com, you'll get 20% off of your order. Now, I want to tell you why you should probably place your order with dakotapastels.com anyway for UART sanded paper not only because you get that 20% off, but because it comes in, you are paper, that is, comes in more varieties and options at Dakota Pastels than from any other online store. Want it just in the sheets? Uh, you can get individual sheets of it. You can get it in a uh, pack or a pad. You can get it in a roll. You can get it in a four-ply board. Comes on this very nice eight-ply or four-ply conservation board and there's different options even within boards you can get it on a premium board so many options to choose from and it comes in the dark and the beige colors so this isn't going to last long go ahead and take advantage of it while you can and we do think you premium sanded paper for sponsoring the color pencil podcast you know my students especially my art mentoring students who are interested in uh, business and wanting to create a business out of their art. This Good. is something that Good. they have questions about. I mean, but there again, I mean, sometimes I get hung up on little things like, should well, should I uh, organize my business right away? Uh, sh- do I become an LLC or a DBA? Yeah. Or d- and do I... You know, what's the first thing that I do so th- this is throwing helpful out those
1: letters again you sound like such a <laughs> no,
0: I mean but they, they also ask <laughs> things like do I do I create a business name and then do I make business mm-hmm. cards and do I have a website uh, you know and they'll get caught up on what comes first second and third uh, but it sounds like from you from, from what you're telling me that the most important thing is, to keep tr- this is this is uh, priority one. Keep track if you're wanting yeah. to ultimately make it a business. Keep track from day one, yeah. and uh, you know think of it as a business. Start organizing in, at least in your mind and on a spreadsheet or wherever you keep your records. Think of it and treat it as a business in whatever respect you know you can, and then. If, even if you aren't making a lot of money, at least if you're taking a loss, to your point, if you're taking a loss, you can't do that with a hobby. So that's that's, uh, right. that's something you Good can point. start doing right away, I suppose.
1: I do have a tip for that. So okay. um, I wrote a book called "Business Tips and Taxes for Writers." It's across the room, but anyway, the mm-hmm. website is called Taxes for F O R Writers. You know, with with authors, um, there's usually a long lead time where they're writing the book, they're paying for editing, they're paying for cover design, or something like that. They, right. You know, they're going to writers' conferences, and then finally, sometimes years later, they actually get the book published and earn income. So mm-hmm. the question is always, you know, when when do I start um, wanting to deduct these expenses? Yeah. Okay so here's my tip same thing with artists you, you know your students are paying you tuition they're they're buying mm-hmm. materials but they haven't earned a drop of income yet are they in business the first year you're in business the irs irs lets businesses deduct up to five thousand dollars of startup expenses
0: mm-hmm. actually
1: a total of ten but 10, five is supposed to be for setting up like the legal part of it Doesn't, doesn't cost
0: them. Oh, like, okay.
1: Like 5,000 is startup expenses getting ready to start this business. And yep. that's where I tell writers and I'll tell artists start keeping track. I paid John Middick so many dollars right. to to learn, okay, right. to start my business, to understand how to become a business. I bought books, I you know, bought materials. Mm-hmm. You can accumulate all that for a couple years. Mm-hmm. And then in the first year you deducted all startup expenses. The first year you'd say, I made money. Mm-hmm. And the reason the reason I tell authors to do that is it does look a little fishy to the IRS. If you spend money for what years one, two, three and have zero income. Oh
0: yeah. I guess so. Right? It can well, happen yeah, with yeah.
1: writing. can happen with artists, right? right? Right. So I'd say your business, maybe you want to think about your business really starting the year you put up a website. Uh-huh. Um Get your first commission. Get, get your first amount of income. Then you have some income yeah. to report, and you can deduct those startup expenses. Okay. On a Schedule C as a business. Right, right. You might be a, you, might be a, uh, you know, learning, accumulating startup expenses for a few years.
0: Okay, right. No, that makes sense. Um,
1: startup expenses, good deal.
0: So in the Keep first, well, and in, okay, in the first year, then it's also from what I understand, then it's a good idea, if you know, if you have the uh, reserves to use five to ten k to set up whatever it is that you need to set up.
1: Yeah, it, sounds, it doesn't have so. to be the first year though. You can, you can. The IRS is not specific about oh, okay. how far back you can claim those startup expenses. Uh, and they don't even ask you to to list them. You just put them in one line on the on the Schedule C um, startup expenses. Oh. Okay. And if you have more than five thousand, you know, if you're starting a bigger business and you have more than because five thousand is not very much, and they've not changed no. that threshold in the twenty years I've been a CPA job. So, um, okay. If you spend more than that, then they let you spread it out over a long period of time. But
0: oh, okay, you know. gotcha. Okay, so let's talk about. When do you cross over from not being in business to being in business?
1: Yeah. Um, I kind of referenced this earlier. I had a neighbor who asked me to do, it was watercolor. Okay. But do something for her. I never named a price. I think one of the hallmarks of making you in business is when you name a price. Ah, Okay. You set a price. I did not. I said, I'd love to do that for you. Uh, you know, I don't want to be paid. Give me a $50 gift card to Michael's and it was fine. Okay. Uh, you know, if you obviously, if you take a commission, that's an exchange, you know, that's a, mm-hmm. that's a transfer of income. Yeah. Right. You're in business. Right. Okay. Right. Or you can get it out, but I'd say you're, in, I'd say you really in business. And, and the, one of the reasons I consider myself still a hobbying artist, um, is because I, I don't advertise a price. I don't have a website. I don't have Mm an Etsy page. I don't have a Patreon account. None of those. Okay. I have a website for my business, but not for my art. I think Carol Top will cross over to being a business artist when I choose to take a commission, set up a website, actually go out and try to solicit customers. That's going to be my benchmark. And I think it's going to be, you know, but you can solicit customers, clients, even very casually on Facebook. So if mm-hmm. you put, you know, I put my art up to my friends on Facebook and occasionally they'll respond with, um, you know, I'd like to hire you. And I never yeah. reply. I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready uh-huh. yet. Um, someday I might. And then I'm in business.
0: It wasn't that long ago I was speaking with co-host Barb Sodiropoulos and we were talking about. When someone is commissioned to do a particular uh, artwork that, you know, they they have the option of saying yes or no. No is a real answer. And uh, yeah, you don't have to do that. So I love that specific example there, Carol. You don't have to say yes. And you can say I'm not setting a price, um, you know, and kind of handle it that way, too. So love that. Yep.
1: Yep. Until you're ready, you know, or want that life.
0: Yeah, um, I may do that in the future, but right now I'm not uh, doing that. Thank you for asking. I'm flattered that you would ask, you know, and then move along. Mm-hmm, yeah, very, mm-hmm. very cool.
1: Can I flip back and forth? Can I be a hobby some years and a business other years? Sure. Um, the, some people say, won't the IRS wonder why I didn't file a Schedule C <laughs> this year? Okay, it's a computer, folks. <laughs> it's a computer that processes your tax return. Okay, it doesn't look, you know. It just says, oh, you know, especially Schedule C. Sorry, that's the schedule for sole proprietors, which is like what. But 80% that
0: scares some people because they're thinking, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna hit the trigger and I'm gonna get audited because I've I didn't do this last year. I've messed up that pattern or something. You know what I mean?
1: No, 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 business okay. just come and go. The IRS is used to seeing this. Yeah, Businesses
0: go in that. they go out all the time. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So I had a client. He was a welder, you know, iron, did iron work and welding. Some of mm-hmm. it for repair, I think some of it artistically. Okay. And he had a whole lot of tools, mm-hmm. thousands of dollars worth of tools. And his, right. his wife would come with, with uh, you know, they were few years. He did not put much effort into this welding business. And he had income of $500, but he wanted to depreciate. His tools, which ended up being more than he, the 500 bucks he earned. Mm. So for the first year or two, I was okay with that. And then I, then I said, you know what? Here's the guideline. The hobby rules say this famous three of five years show a profit or yeah. else. Yeah. So some people think the law says I got to show a profit of three out of the five years or the IRS is going to call me a hobby. And remember being called mm. a hobby. But the IRS mm-hmm. is bad for us, tax mm-hmm. Okay, so they get worried. And I was getting worried about this guy because I'm like, I don't think we should claim these deductions. I I don't – you know, if he really did make money when you're – yes, he has yeah. to follow a yeah. schedule. C. Right. So I said, I'm getting nervous because he's not making a profit. Right. And he said, Okay. He kind of reverted back to just a hobby, which means he couldn't deduct the depreciation on his tools, but he had to have to put in other, another place in the tax return, schedule one line eight, I think, line eight, <laughs> they changed the numbers that's on professor. me, <laughs> the whole time. called other income.
0: Yeah. Okay. And that's
1: what we did with him. Okay. Because we didn't want the IRS to audit him. We didn't want to set off any red flags. About you keep losing money. The artist yeah, looks yeah. at business and says, You keep losing money. I'm going to wonder what's going on. Why are you right, still right. in business after five years if you lose money every year? Okay?
0: Right, right. That
1: was the situation with the welder. Uh, but you, dear artist, you can go back and forth. You can say, I'm in business this year. Next year, no, I really did not put in the effort. Now, if you still mm-hmm. had an advocacy site, if you still had a website, and we're still soliciting clients, you were still in business.
0: Mm-hmm. You can
1: it could be a tiny business.
0: Yeah, Yeah, right, right. And and still, and you still have the responsibility of reporting that income, and yeah, no matter and how small be, that is, just yeah.
1: be careful about taking every expense against it, because you could run the risk of being classified as a hobby mm-hmm. if you're not showing some profit occasionally. Now, there's no hard. I, I got to tell you, you know, there are businesses out there that lose money every year and they're very mm-hmm. clearly businesses. OK, mm-hmm. you know, I like to use this example, you know, that old TV show, WKRP in Cincinnati, right? You know, we're sitting in Cincinnati, you know, if you watch late night TV, <laughs> there's a WKRP in right, Cincinnati, right. One of these old low wattage TV stations. OK, so I read this, this, this article he was written up in the Cincinnati paper and he says, I've been losing money every year. Do you think the IRS would consider that TV station a hobby? No. It's a business. He's just losing money. So he's got other stations. That's where he's making his money and his livelihood. He just just loses money on WKRP in Cincinnati, (laughs) but he keeps it going. Maybe he's going to be profitable some year. So, again, in your business, you can be profitable some years, not others, but too many years in a row of not showing a profit, and, yes, you do run the risk of the IRS coming and saying, what do you do?
0: That makes sense. That makes total sense, especially with that example. That That's, that's pretty clear. Uh, okay, well, this is awesome. Um, thanks for taking the time to talk about all this, Carol. Anything in closing that you can think of that we haven't hit on that we yeah, probably need to did. discuss?
1: say your students ask you questions and these are probably safe for for other podcasts because there's only so much we can talk about business and taxes instead of, you know, (laughs) luminance pencils and stuff. Um, Yeah. But yeah, another other thing to think and learn about, you can head over to taxesforwriters.com. That's the website and the book I wrote. Although, you know, like I said, it's, Designed for writers, but the tax principles are the same. But well, you it's can a creative read. business
0: endeavor, though. Yes, so it makes it's sense. many of yeah. the
1: same things. But yeah. you can read about an LLC status, or when you need a DBA, Perfect. which stands for Doing Business As. Right. Um, I usually recommend business owners get a separate checking account just to keep things from being mingled yeah. together. Especially if you're an LLC, you must have a separate. You must separate your personal and your business life. Makes record keeping easier. Um, you know, in general, I just want to emphasize nothing wrong with calling yourself a hobby artist. Just know that you don't get to deduct. The artist is not in the business of letting us deduct our, our loves, our passions, okay, right. um, our hobbies. But if you want to cross over and be a business, um, you, yeah, you might, you're going to have to start doing some more reading. And, and it's, you know, I say it's not that hard, but you know what? I'm a CPA. So I got to understand for people who are, um, who don't like record keeping, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is for,
0: for a lot of us, we just don't get our jollies off of uh, reading yep. some of that.
1: <laughs> I don't <laughs> but,
0: either. <laughs> <laughs> but it is important. But, know, <laughs> oh, come on. Um, you know you read it in, in bed when you're about to go to sleep and you just <laughs> – yeah, It scares you inside. You don't go to I'll sleep. You just keep up all night. <laughs> um, you no, know, I, I think this, is, um, this has been really beneficial, though, and um, – and I would love to have you back on some time, maybe as an exclusive uh, for the member circle over yeah. there for those that are even a little more serious about, yeah. uh, you know, doing business as an artist. So I love that. Mm-hmm. I do want to ask you this because you are, I mean, you're a creative business owner, really. I mean, you're a small business owner. We can at least agree on that, I think. Mm-hmm. So as you think about being a small business owner, Carol, what is the most Exciting thing that has happened because of that, because of owning a small business or being a small business owner, or what has it meant to you?
1: Wow. Okay, I didn't my mean business for that to be all down, philosophical, but down. I mean,
0: okay. is is it? It's, go ahead.
1: My business is is being a CPA. My my art is my love, my hobby. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Okay, just
1: to be clear yeah. about that. So, as a so, CPA,
0: though, what what has that meant to you? I mean, you're not you're you don't work for a corporation, right? No, I am so. You work for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So for those of, I don't know if you ever did work for a a corporation, but I mean, I did a lot of uh, people I talked to used to do that in a former life. And now you're a small business owner, even though you probably work more hours. I know I do. um, (laughs) And you're busier with a a wide array of things and you feel like you're always working in and on your business. Yes. Yes. It's so rewarding, right? And yes. what has been the most rewarding yes. thing for you?
1: That's really hard to
0: answer. Most <laughs> okay, one or Seriously. two or three. <laughs> I mean,
1: to it's, it's me, it's the combination of um, using my head, okay, to to help people with whatever, whatever they want to pursue. Mm-hmm. So it sometimes it's a small business. I stopped doing tax returns because I wanted to focus on helping nonprofits get started. Uh, so boy, yeah. is that rewarding? You know, to help a nonprofit organization to set up properly, to get tax exempt status at the IRS, I have carved out my niche. Um, I particularly help homeschool groups because I used to homeschool my kids. So I these are my people. And yeah. the fact that I can give something back to to a, to a movement, homeschooling, that so benefited me and my relationship with my daughters, and you can get me emotional here, that <laughs> is so rewarding to me that I get to use my accounting experience, my my, IR, my IRS knowledge, yeah. CPA knowledge to help oh, homeschool so cool. nonprofit groups. start a yeah. huge blessing.
0: Oh, and that's, that's, and that's awesome. my
1: niche, and I have no competition. Matter <laughs> of fact, I'm trying to semi-retire so I can do more art. And I'm having a hard time finding replacements because no one else is doing what I do in this homeschool nonprofit niche. So, you know, um, I'm working at it. I'm mentoring people to help homeschool groups do what I do.
0: And ah, that's very rewarding,
1: cool. too. So.
0: Yeah, you just I mean, you just can't get um, maybe that or other things that you do as a small business owner. It's hard to get To that motivation of that very thing that lights you up when you're a cog in the wheel, because there's so many things moving around and you're one small part. You may, I mean, you may have a diverse job. You may do a lot of things and have a lot of responsibility. You're still a cog in the wheel of this huge corporation, though. When you're a small business owner, you're right there at the pavement. So there's just something. Have you
1: ever seen this Venn diagram? It's three circles, yep. concentric yep. circles. And I think they're, they can be labeled differently. But it yeah,
0: the Venn diagram, I think.
1: Your, your, your passion, mm. a customer's need, yep. and the money, you know, right. getting paid for it. Yep. Boy, that, that's where you found your sweet spot. So that's this it. Is what it. That is do it. Too. I have a passion or interest or talent in this. Right. I can make money at it, and my customers want it. That's why you see a lot of people doing portraits like you do or Mm -hmm. animals, pets, because Mm -hmm. that's what people want. Um, You know, the artists who have a harder time are the abstract or, you know, that that people aren't necessarily hanging in there in their homes or paying for. So you find the intersection of all three of those. And I found it for my for my accounting business. um, Right. and, And that's why right now I am just still keeping my art as as a love and as a hobby. I don't want
0: to make a business out of it. I Yeah, I, I love that whole idea of the Venn diagram, though, especially because, yeah, you're right. There is this trifecta that happens where you're starting to get in the zone of what your genius is. And then other things can work out as long as you stay, stay true to who you are and what you're really wanting to pursue. You've got to do some of those other things and their work. But as long as you stay true to what your true passion is and what you're skilled at doing, um, you know that whole idea of um, in the corporate world I think is especially true, where you get promoted outside uh, above your competence. Your you know, right? Yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. So yes. it's like
1: it's to my husband the other day he was complaining about a coworker, and I'm like sounds like he was promoted above his capabilities. Exactly,
0: <laughs> and uh, well, it happens so often, you know, and we think of that as at least in the corporate world, that that is, you know, making it, that is uh, the ladder of success. And, and it, it really is. It's nearly the opposite when you're talking about being a small business owner and a creative business owner, uh, I think, in particular, um, because you've got to have all these things working in concert to be able to make it work for you to be fulfilled and happy, you know, and to make a difference, have legacy, that kind of thing. So, okay, well... Another, another conversation for another time, really, but I would love to talk to you more about that sometime. <laughs> That's so fun. All right. Well, Carol, thank you so much. Uh, she'll be sending me all those links that she talked about, and those will be in the show notes. So if you uh, weren't able you weren't able to write any of that down or some of that down, go over to com slash podcast, and it'll be right there in the show notes. And again, by way of reminder, the video portion of this is over in Memphis. Members' circle, so you'll be able to watch watch our goofy faces while we're discussing this. <laughs> uh, no, Car- my goofy face. Carol looks incredible. She's she is she's got you can tell she's been doing this for a while. She has her own podcast too. So hopefully she'll give me that link and we can link that up as well. Very very cool. Thank you for taking the time out and uh, uh, coming on here, Carol. I really appreciate it. All right, well, awesome. I appreciate
1: podcast. I listen to it. I take a walk most mornings, you know, and listen to podcasts and yours is one of them faithfully. Oh, and good. like I said in my email to you, I kept thinking, oh, I got to tell John. I got to tell John's text. <laughs> Let's see if we want to talk a little bit about hobby versus business and maybe some more in the future if it's helpful to people. So it's my, it's my giving back to the artist community there. So...
0: This is something people uh, have uh, specifically even asked me about. So more than once. So uh, very apropos to talk about it this time of year, especially. All right, guys, this is a weekly show. It comes out every Monday morning at 3 a.m. Eastern time. And I appreciate you listening. If you haven't uh, given a rating or a review to the show in a while, please do that. Tell someone else about the show and I'll talk to you again next week. Until then, stay sharp. Bye bye.